Another spring training game, Riley Green and projected win totals for the AL Central, all today on Locked on Tigers. You are Locked on Tigers, your daily Detroit Tigers podcast. Part of the Locked on Podcast Network, your team every day. What's up, everybody? We are back here for another edition of Locked On Tigers. I'm, of course, your host, Scott Bentley. Today is Wednesday, March 30th, 2022. Thanks for making Locked On Tigers your first listen every day. We are free and available wherever you get your podcast, and that's, of course, including YouTube. Of course it is, right? We all know by now. We're on the YouTube. Go, uh, go subscribe there. It's going to be really fun to utilize uh, for visual effects and, and looking at, at plays, whatever, stats, pages. It's going to be really fun to have during the season. So uh, be sure to drop a sub there before it's too late. It's never going to be too late. I think I said that like last week too. Anyway, we're back. We're back and we're balling. Uh, we got a lot to talk about today. Pretty full show. All right. We have the Tigers uh, 9 to, what was it, 11 to eight a lot to not as much final to the new york yankees uh, uh and then we have the we have a, a a lot of conversation about riley green based on some comments made by uh a person that is i mean retired like a like a not even an active beat writer like it's not even a a, a, a presently like active working beat writer. He's, he's, he's retired, but he's a voice within the community. Uh, he made some comments about Riley Green, so be sure to get into those because that's really today. Uh, and then we're going to end with, I believe it was USA Today. Yes, it was. USA Today uh, gave all of their projected win totals based on their six-person panel and then just having the aggregate for, for every team. Um, so we have uh, an entire AL Central. Well, I guess we can take a look kind of around all around baseball, but mostly we're going to look in the AL Central because there's some weirdness going on there. Uh, so let's get into this training game first. We'll get that out of the way because this is a pretty easy one. A lot of offense, not a lot of pitching. That That's pretty much what, what most of this comes down to. Um, Really cool moment. Spencer Torgelson and Riley Green almost go back-to-back. Almost go back-to-back. They had back-to-back walks the game before, uh, which is like, I tweeted this out. I was like, this is almost more impressive to me than if they went back-to-back home runs because everybody knows how much I, I, I love my walks. However, then they almost, they were about five feet away from actually going back-to-back. And that was... um that was a very cool moment, which I was like, eh, maybe walks aren't as cool as back-to-back dongs. But uh, it, it was just short. Torkelson had a double off the wall. Green went yard. It was, it was beautiful. It was beautiful. And I can't wait to see that in the regular season, which you will. Spoiler for segment two. Um, so, but that was still a really cool moment. Just a, a super cool thing to see during the game. You know, the the, the offensive guys that – We've been hearing about are going to be the the building blocks of this franchise. Finally, finally, finally here. 
It's a beauty to see. Sight to behold. Um, what else happened in this game? Scopey made a nice defensive play. Uh, Jamer continues to, to get back on the horse a little bit, which is great. Um, he started off spring really, really slow. And in a condensed spring like that, it's nice to see him get back to, to what we're used to his production being at and what we expect his production to be at going forward this season. Javi, we kind of know what Javi is at this point. Not really too worried about his spring. Robbie Grossman, we know what he is. Akil Badu, still just really paying attention to what he does against lefties. Pitching-wise, this is really, again, like not, not a lot going on here uh to, to be completely to be completely honest with you erod started this game and it was uh look here's the here's the thing with erod man i i don't like i don't care that he gave up a lot of runs a there was another error but b erod pounds the strike zone and it is spring training it's gonna happen. You, you got a you got a bunch of dudes that that are just gonna be you know getting warmed up, swinging at anything that's in the zone, and he throws the hell out of the ball in the strike zone. So I I I don't really care. Like somebody made a joke on Twitter. I for, I forget who it was. So I, I I apologize if you're a listener and I can't give you credit. But uh, somebody made a joke about you know oh spring training is if somebody does good. It matters. And if somebody does poorly, it does not matter. Correct. Yeah, exactly. I think I said that right before some along those lines, right before uh, game one of spring training or game two of spring training. And I was like, yeah, man, like if it helps your narrative, spring training matters. But if it doesn't help your narrative, then then spring training don't matter to nobody. Which, again, I, I, I think obviously that's that's somewhat of a joke. But at the end of the day, it's also kind of true. Like no one's gonna be like, oh well, you know, Mike Trout sucks because he's batting 215 in the spring. Like nobody's gonna think that. But if you have a rookie that's OPSing 1300, let's say, let's just say, right, just off the top of my head, if you had a rookie that that had a had a or 1300, like an 1130, the fifth high OPS in all of baseball so far in spring training. You wouldn't be like, oh, well, it's spring. Do that, right? Would you? Some people would, and we're going to talk on the next segment. Um, so yeah, it's it's. I I don't mind that Erod struggled. Whatever, man. Like, still still my ace, still my opening day starter, comfortably. So I don't I don't really care. Ronnie Garcia, uh, but I like we we do have to start kind of paying attention to these. Um, th- these open spots that are available for the bullpen because the bullpen race is is coming down to the wire here, and and we got some moves that that continue to be made and, and that will will continue to be made too. I believe we're at thirty nine players going into Wednesday's game uh, at the time of this recording, at least. So that's something to keep an eye on. Willie uh, Peralta, I was sent to my league he was not i believe no he was sent to minor league camp so he will not be making the opening day roster not a huge surprise there he will get absolutely be one of the first called up uh this season if we have a starting pitcher uh, maybe even a reliever just any pitcher injury uh, um brian garcia 
Diaz, Cameron down to AAA, Al Diaz, Ricardo Pinto also reassigned. Um, Daz Cameron, since the issues to work on, still is a, a, a lot to, to work on on the offensive end factory on the other, on the other side. Absolute electric factory. So, uh, we, we don't, we don't find that at all. Go work on your craft, you know, and, uh, and, and get, get right. Brian Garcia. I, everybody knows my opinion of Brian Garcia at this point. Um, he, he's a one inning reliever that can't strike people out. Um, you know, I, I think Brian Garcia is truthfully, I, I think he's a candidate to get kicked off the 40 man when, Torkelson and Green are put on the 40-man at the end of spring. I think that Brian Garcia is someone to keep an eye out for as as uh, one of the guys that could get waived or DFA'd uh, to make room for those two guys because they're still not technically on the 40, and they're going to have to be if, if they want to play on the opening day roster or play this season, right? So I think, I think Brian Garcia is another candidate for there. So we're down to 39. Uh, because I think like Jacob Barnes was, was sent down as well. So he, he was never going to, you know, make the team or anything, but so we're at 39, we got to get to 28 by opening day. So more and more are going to come obviously. And, and we are going to keep an eye on that. And really the biggest thing is the bullpen situation and apparently the outfield situation, which no the thing, but apparently is thanks to, uh, people who are, speaking on Twitter. Uh, that's, I'm going to choose my words very carefully here. Okay, we are going to get into that conversation where I have to continue to choose my words pretty carefully. But first, I'm going to tell you guys about Athletic Greens. This is uh, one of the most free-flowing, just like non-scripted ad reads I will ever do because I actually take Athletic Greens every day, uh, every single morning. This and I didn't before they were, you know, the, before they were a sponsor of the show. However, uh, they, they sent all the hosts kind of like a free intro kit so that they could try the product before they started selling it. And I'm re-upping it and re-upping it and, and will continue to do so. Uh, it's incredible. It's just one scoop, mix it in with your water, like mix it in with 10 ounces, like three quarters of a of a little like water bottle of water every single morning and uh all of the vitamins and, and nutrients that your body needs on it all of them all 75 uh, you know vitamins that your body needs on a daily basis um and you and you can start your day with that it's awesome and i, I immediately started after taking it my body felt a lot better you know i mean digestive loading like all of it felt so much better so quickly that now i i swear by it and i continue to take it and will continue re-upping it for as long as i can so this is uh not a not a very like scripted uh ad read just because i like i said i am actually a customer and do this every morning i don't have to read from you you know, what other people's experience with it when I actually do it. It's awesome. And uh, Athletic Greens is so going to give you a free one-year supply of their immune-supported vitamin D and five free travel packs with your first purchase. 
All you have to do is visit athleticgreens.com slash MLB network. Again, that's athleticgreens.com slash MLB network to take ownership over your and pick up the ultimate nutritional insurance. Everybody, we are back here for two at Locked On Tigers. Thanks for making Locked On Tigers your first listen every day. Be sure to check out Locked On MLB Prospects. Host Lindsey Crosby is a prospect encyclopedia, and he's going deep on MLB stars of tomorrow. It's free and available wherever you get your including YouTube. Lindsey Crosby's on YouTube. Be sure to check us out. Be sure to check them out. All the Locked On hosts should all be on YouTube at this point. If, you, uh, if you're only on lockdown for me, I'm flattered and honored. Be sure to check me out on YouTube. If you listen to other teams, go check all them out on YouTube because I'm pretty sure we've made a full transition where just about everybody's on there at this point. Okay. This is a sick jersey, by the way. Mm. If you're on YouTube, you can see it. <laughs> so we need to have a discussion about uh, the conversation that was had throughout the fan base today, yesterday, as you're listening to this. We have to. We can't avoid it any longer. Um, there was a retired beat writer who made a comment on Twitter about how Riley Green is a very talented prospect, is, is uber talented, but having him start in AAA, he would support and not that he wouldn't support him making the opening day roster either. Some of the discourse kind of got a little carried away, right? We, we kind of got a little bit carried away of, of, uh, of the main point of what he was saying. However, he did say that, that he would understand and, and support starting the season in triple play and, and see the lot behind. And then when, asked about the logic behind it pointed to experience as his reasoning uh experience being riley green was drafted out of high school here's where it starts making no sense riley green was green was drafted out of high school whereas torkelson is ready to make the major league roster already because he went to college now for those who don't know uh I have, I, I'm a college dropout, right? So already the notion that um, you, for me personally, this, this notion that you, uh, you, you cannot be successful in anything or, or you need, you know, more experience, or you need to do better, or you're, you're somehow lacking or behind someone. Who, who did in certain industries, absolutely. This is a whole different conversation. I'm not going down this rabbit hole. In baseball, this is ridiculous. And here's why. Riley Green has been facing professional pitchers, pro pitchers, since he was 18 years old. The only way that this argument that that I almost just said his name. I want to try it. The only way that, that this person is thinking would make sense is if he believes that minor league and, and professional baseball 
if 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 minor league ball is a worse competition than college baseball. That's the only way that makes sense. Which by the way is asinine and not not even remotely close to even being potentially true in any universe. There these it's it's the difference. There it's not even a conversation, right? This this isn't even a point of there's no point in even breaking that down. You're literally talking about dudes who are pros and get paid to do this. It is their job. They do it for a living versus college kids playing. Not even close. So that argument makes no sense because Spencer Torkelson went to college and has experience. What are, are you talking about? That makes sense in this in, in any way, shape, or form. Riley Green has faced more professional, has had more professional at-bats than Spencer Torkelson. He was drafted before him. Like, what are we, what are we even talking about? What are we talking about? So that argument is asinine and ridiculous and honestly Somewhat embarrassing in my eyes. That's that's a that's a ridiculous thing to insinuate that Riley Green is not. It, it might make sense to let him, you know, marinate in, in AAA because he lacks experience. That, did Juan Soto lack experience? No, <laughs> he was just good. And, and people get at me. I'm not saying Riley Green is the next Juan Soto. Everybody, calm down. What I'm saying thing is if you're talented talented if you're ready you are ready it's it's just preposterous to me that that whole thing so we look at the outfield victor reyes Derek hill robbie grossman akil badu riley green daz cameron but daz cameron's now all the, already been uh been been guaranteed starting in the minors so you got those five vic hill Badu, Grossman, Green. I'm not sure how you can possibly justify not having Riley Green at in, in the outfield on opening day. I'm not sure how you can really justify that. The only way you could is if you think and you believe that Derek Hill is a better hitter then Riley Green is a defender in center field. That's really what it comes down to, mostly, right? Because we have the corners. Badu and, and Grossman are going to play the corners right off rip. That's just that's how the outfield's going to look. So center field, Victor Reyes is nobody, no matter your opinion of him, whether you agree with my take or disagree with my take, which has for some reason been a hot topic of conversation for the last three years, Vic, nobody wants Victor Reyes to be the everyday center fielder for this team this year. Nobody. So it comes down to Hill and Green. Do you think that, A, your fourth outfielder should be Victor Reyes over Riley Green, which is already preposterous if, if you think. But more importantly, just for the starting center field job, Derek Hill, we know, incredible defender. Riley Green, we know, great prospect bat. Top five prospect in all of baseball offensively. I mean, for his all-around game, but but 
I don't even want to say majority because he has made a ton of strides defensively, but he he's definitely known for his bat more than he is for his defense. Right. We can agree on that. And the, the weaknesses per se of the two Derek Hill has struggled professionally at the plate. Uh, it was a former first round pick quite a few years ago, at least we forget. Uh, and has not really ever been able to, to be consistently even league average offensively. Whereas Riley Green was drafted as a minus defender, quote unquote, in right field. And has turned that in that narrative and spun it. And there's actually a quote out there where he literally said he was kind of offended by that and heard it on draft night. And he has turned that into being a plus defender in center field throughout the minors. Now, there's a huge difference between Manning center field in, in Toledo and Manning center field in Comerica Park, which is one of the biggest outfields in all of baseball. Um, so those are the two sides of the coin. And personally, I, I just – he was fantastic last season in the minors. Fantastic. In a full season – of minor league ball. He was fantastic. Right? One Tigers minor league player of the year. This year, everybody says he's ready. Everybody knows that this is the year he's going to come up. Right? Hey, what year is Rodley Green going to play? 2022. That's what everyone's been saying. For what, a year, year and a half now? Everybody's had this year circled. And he was great last year. And now he comes into spring and has an over 1,100 OPS so far in spring training. What are we talking about? What are we talking about? All right, we'll get into some of the, these projected win totals for the AL Central and the Detroit Tigers. And like I said, we might take a look at uh, just all of baseball kind of because these are always fascinating to, to debate and discuss. And we will do that right after this. And this is over. Welcome to welcome to uh, to segment three, everybody. Locked on Tigers. Appreciate y'all for being here. Almost time, almost game time. I'm in another room. I'm actually out of town this week. So if the scene is weird or if the times I upload are weird, I apologize. I'll be back at the beginning of next week, right in time for the regular season to start. I will be at opening day. Be there or be square. It's going to be a riot. It's going to be super super fun. Uh, be sure to say hi if you uh, if you see me. You guys are really good about that last year, though, so I'm not worried about it. Okay, let's get into who who was this again? USA Today. That's who it was. Did this, uh, you know, going through and and just doing their projected win loss totals, projected records for all the teams in baseball. We have the AL East as a juggernaut. Four teams winning 87 or more games in the AL East. Red Sox finishing fourth in their division, going 87 and 75. But with the expanded postseason, would be a playoff team. So they have the Boston Red Sox finishing fourth in their division and making the postseason. Unbelievable. Uh, The three division winners they have are Toronto, Chicago in the Central. And then Houston still in the West. 
Uh, Houston and Chicago both going 90 and 72. Toronto going 92 and 70. Uh, Tampa Bay winning 91. New York winning 88. So that kind of gives you the playoff picture, right? That's one, two, three, four, five, six, six, and six is 12. Boom. Yes. Okay. So there's your postseason. They have Toronto, Chicago, Houston, Tampa Bay, New York, Boston. Nobody, no non-division winner outside of the AL East making the postseason, according to USA Today. Taking a look at the AL Central, they also had Seattle at 85 and 77 and the Angels at 82 and 80. Just so you kind of get a clear view of everybody else who's in that that playoff hunt before we get into the Central. Uh, The Central is, is interesting to me. Interesting is a stupid word. The Central is fascinating to me because, first off, they have Cleveland with a worse record than Kansas City. Cleveland getting getting way too much hate. The Guardians getting way too much hate in in my eyes. Um, maybe it's just I'm a, I'm a I have to see it to believe it kind of a person, and, and they have been such a thorn in our side for so long that I'm like I'm not really sure Cleveland's going to be bad. You know what I mean? Um, and not that 74 wins. You know they they don't have anyone. They have the AL Central as the only division where nobody loses 90 or more games. Worst team in the AL Central losing 88 there. Uh, they have Baltimore losing 103 and Oakland losing 92. So only division in the American League, only division in all of baseball, actually, where they, they have not a single team losing 90 or more. Look at us. While the NL, they have a thirst throwing out 90 lost teams like crazy. Cincinnati, 72 and 90. Pittsburgh, 60 and 102. Arizona, 61 and 101. Colorado, 71 and 91. Miami, 73 and 89. Close enough. Washington, 70 and 92. They're just handing them out like candy, like Oprah Winfrey. You get 90 losses. You get 90 losses. Ain't, ain't nothing about it. Um, so only division in all of baseball. That's kind of cool, I guess, for as much as the AL Central's dogged on. I, I think the division is trending upwards. I also have a really, really sweet uh, AL Central roundtable discussion with all of the locked on hosts that are hosts of AL Central teams. All five of us got together for a 40-minute episode that we're going to put out next Tuesday, a week from yesterday. Uh, it's going to be super cool. And we talk about just the state of the division and who's expected and, and uh, kind of how we were all feeling going into the year, which is awesome. Great group of guys, great group of lads. And uh, I, I can't wait for, for y'all to see it. It'll be on YouTube and everything as well. So they have the Tigers at 80 and 82, which is third in the AL Central. They have Kansas City at 75 and 87, only one game ahead of Cleveland. And then they have Minnesota finishing second at 83 and 79. This is, mm, I, I don't like it. Uh, I, I think the Tigers are, are the second best team in this division. Whatever, Homer, sure, whatever. The thing that confuses me, maybe confuses isn't the right word, but but the, the biggest issue I have with it, I'll say, is that Minnesota improves 10 games on their offseason and they did add some talent right they add Sonny Gray they add Carlos Correa um they add Lord Bundy right the dog 
so so they they increased that win total by 10 right because they, they won 73 last year the tigers are adding erod a a ace they're adding an ace an everyday premier shortstop a starting catcher and two of the five best prospects in baseball we're adding five impact players five impact players to our team that won 77 games last year and our win total goes up three the minnesota twins again they did add talent they made a ton of trades I mean, I guess, you know, you also brought in Gary Sanchez, I guess, but that's kind of iffy. Like, I, like you, you still really don't have pitching. You don't have a true, true ace, I don't think, on your entire in your entire organization. And the two guys you got can be question marks at times. And then after those two guys, it's, it's, it's Chris Archer, and that's kind of it now. I like the Archer deal for them. Mike? I mean, might as well go for it, right, with Archer, three and a half mil. Sure, why not? It just it, – it, and I know Minnesota underperformed last year to what they were expected and what they had been doing for years prior, but they also traded away their best starting pitcher and one of their most consistent bats during that era. Gone. If Byron Buxton can play 150-plus games – and they get some crazy pitching help that I am not seeing right now, then I guess maybe. But even then, I I don't know. It, it just seems a little uh, – I, I don't like that logic. That that logic bothers me. That Again, we added five impact players that are going to be everyday starters. And – we go up three wins. Detroit versus everybody, baby. Thanks for making Lockdown Tigers your first listen every day. Now make your second listen Lockdown MLB. Host Paul Francis Sullivan, please call him Sully, brings you his unique perspective on the major leagues past and present. It's free and available wherever you get your podcasts, including YouTube, just like us on the YouTube. I think that's all I got for you. I think that is all I got for you. All right. We will catch you all tomorrow. As always, peace and love. Going to therapy is dope. And I'll catch you all then, baby. Go Tigers.